My name is Devin Blankenbiller, and welcome to another episode of the Going Deeper podcast, where we dig deep into the bedrock of God's Word. And when we look at our lives, we understand uh, that it's usually the activities that take hard work that have the longest lasting fruit in our lives, right? It's the easy things that kind of like come and go, but some of the things that really take the hard work uh, really make a long lasting impact in our lives. Kind of like planting flowers, right? I mean, what do you do with the bulbs? Do you just set them on top of the ground? Do you just throw them down? Planting vegetables, do you just take seed and just throw them wherever? No, you you uh, have to dig down into the soil, right? Dig deep, right? It takes getting your hands dirty. It takes getting your knees dirty sometimes, opening up the ground, right? Putting them in. Because if you just throw them on top of the ground, what will happen when the scorching sun comes or driving rain? They just get shriveled up in the sun or they get, you know, washed away in the rain. But here's the thing. It's like when you go down, take those seeds down in the, in the ground uh, and you put the effort to dig deep into it, that same sun, once the plants comes, that same sun is actually helps it to grow. The same rain gives it, you know, water to grow. And uh, it's very similar to the Word of God, right? We must dig into it. Uh, we have to put effort into it so it takes root into our life, bears fruit. Even when the difficulties come, it will grow even more in our life when it's planted in our heart and in our life. Well, today we're going to take a deeper look into John chapter 3 um, as we look at the first part of John chapter 3. And let me start with a question. Have you ever read anything in Scripture that you did not understand? Did you ever read anything in Scripture that you did not understand? Maybe you think that's a, a pretty dumb question, right? I mean, because um, there's so much confusion around the Word of God, right? I mean, it's so big, just like it can be overwhelming. There's debates about Scripture, whether it's true or not. I mean, it's it's translated from uh, two different languages. It's been written over 1,500 years. There's different translations, and some of those translations are hard to understand. So there is confusion, and we're going to read this dialogue between Jesus and a Pharisee named Nicodemus. And um, and again, uh, let's just read this, okay? So I'm just going to read the first 15 verses of John chapter 3. It says this in verse 1. It says, Now there was a, ma a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. So Nicodemus saw these signs Jesus was doing. He recognized that God was with him. You must be some sort of teacher from God. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? And um, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and again, that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Verse 9, Nicodemus said, How can these things be? Uh, basically, I don't understand. And Jesus answered, Are you a teacher of Israel? And yet you do not understand these things. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. 
If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one uh, has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man um, must be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Now, on Sunday, uh, we talked a little bit, uh, a lot about what does it mean to be born again. So if you missed that service, please go and watch that as we dug deep into that meaning of being born again. But Today, I just want to talk about trying to understand God's word. Because again, Nicodemus coming to Jesus, calling him a rabbi, understanding he's a teacher. He's coming to learn. He's coming with an attitude of learning. But he understands and acknowledges that he's confused. He says, I don't understand. And Jesus is, you know, talking to him in parables. Jesus uses this parable of, of birth and rebirth. And, and he doesn't get it. Jesus uses this analogy of the Holy Spirit and salvation, kind of like being like wind. We don't know where it comes from. From. And, and Nicodemus in verse 9 is like, I just, I give up. I don't understand anything that you're talking about. And, and I want to encourage you today as we dig into this word, um, because we hope and pray that this podcast is not just for those who understand and know God's word a lot, study a lot, you know, are familiar with some of these passages, but this podcast is also for people who are trying to learn to understand God's word. And, and today you might be one of those people who you're trying to understand. You can relate with Nicodemus. And, and let me just say this, you know, sometimes the Bible is hard to understand, right? Let me just say this. Sometimes we don't get it right the first time. Um, maybe there's scripture. I know there's portions of scriptures that I'll be honest that I still don't understand. And I believe that when I get to heaven one day, there'll be some passages that I I translated wrong, or maybe I just never really understood what God meant, right? Coming to God's word can be overwhelming when we're, we're trying to work through that and say, what does this mean for my life? How can I apply it? You know, has anybody been there before? Do you, do you relate at all with what I'm talking about here? I don't share this today to discourage you, um, but I actually share it to encourage you, right? Uh, Devin, how is this encouraging? Well, if Nicodemus, who is this very elite, very studied, uh, very smart Pharisee, right, who dedicated his whole life to understanding the Old Testament, if he struggled to understand, then you know what? Can I just say that it's okay sometimes when we struggle to understand? Um, the, the question that I, we need to ask is, are you willing to press into God's word when you struggle to understand. So let me say that again. It's okay that we struggle to understand sometimes. We, we can have freedom to say, I don't understand. The, the question is, will we press in to some of those moments uh, and some of those areas where we don't understand to gain the knowledge that God wants to, to give to us? Will we dig deep into the Word of God when we don't quite understand it? So I just want to share three things that I hope will help you to understand or guide you into God's Word when you're struggling to understand it. Three things that I want to share that will help you. One is that you you must really dig in and press in like it's required to press into scripture when you don't understand it. Two, um, you must read scripture with your spirit, not your flesh. And three, always keep the main thing the main thing. So number one, you must press in to scripture. Have you ever asked Jesus um, or ever asked the question, Jesus, why do you speak in these parables, right? I mean, did you ever wonder, Jesus, why do you overcomplicate things? Even with this story with Nicodemus, 
you can kind of ask the question, Jesus, why don't you just keep this really simple for him, right? Why, why do you have to, to, to speak in these parables? He comes to you, hey, we know you're a teacher from the law. And Jesus says, you must be born again. It, it's kind of complicated. He talks about the Holy Spirit being like wind. It, it's very overwhelming. So we can ask this question, Jesus, why do you speak in these parables that are difficult to understand? Well, the interesting question is it actually shares Jesus' answer to that in Matthew 13. The disciples asked the same question when Jesus was sharing parables. They, they asked, Jesus, why are you speaking in parables? This is what Jesus said. He said, I use these parables for they look, um, for the people look, but they do not see. They can hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy that Isaiah says about God that says, when you hear what I, God says, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend because your hearts and the hearts of these people are hardened. Their eyes, I'm sorry, their ears cannot hear and they've closed their eyes so that they cannot see. And then verse 16, Jesus said, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. See, when Jesus spoke in these parables, and when there's difficult things in Scripture that are hard to understand, right, um, it, it automatically separates into people who really want to learn, into people who really want to understand, who people are seeking after what God has for their life, from the people who really don't care. I mean, just like, you know, going to a service or mass, right? You have people who are showed up there, they go out of obligation duty. They, they just, all they care about is when is the service over? And you have people there that are seeking God and want to learn. And I really believe with all my heart that as we come to areas of scripture that are hard to understand, it does separate those who really want to learn and understand God's word from those who really don't care. Um, let me just tell you, when I'm interested in something, I want to learn about it. And when I'm not interested in something, I could care less. And if anything's complicated, I just don't go there. Like, you know, I have some people around me in my life that love flowers and love plants and love flower, um, you know, planting. And if you're one of those people, praise God for you. I'm so thankful we got some people in our church that take care of flowers and plants, make the place look beautiful. Thank you. But for me, like... It's complicated to the point, and I don't, I don't want to learn because I just don't care that much. So the difference between an annual and a perennial and how to plant, what needs sun, what doesn't get enough sun, or what got too much sun, like, to me, I don't really care. You know, but other areas in my life right now, like I'm helping my son with, with mountain biking. So I didn't know much about mountain biking other than you, you take your bike, two wheels, you go in the woods, right? But, but there's a lot to learn, things I didn't understand. But guess what? I want to learn about it, right? I'm reading some articles on it. I'm trying to figure out what works because there's something in my heart that wants to understand that, right? How much more is it with God's word, right? That we can either, we either want to learn more about it and dig deep into it, or we're kind of at a place where we don't really care. It separates us. But verse 16 gives us hope because I believe with all my heart, Jesus says this of us who want to learn, who want to understand. He says, but blessed are your eyes because when they see, I'm sorry, but because they see and blessed are your ears because they hear. That when you really want to listen, you will hear what God is saying through you. So we have to press in that way. Second thing that I want to encourage you in is that we must read scripture with your spirit, not your flesh. You must read scripture with your spirit, not your flesh. Jesus said, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. We are not called to read the scripture with the flesh, meaning our minds, with our intellectual understanding, just even with just our human nature and what's going on, right? Because if we read it with that part, uh, we will never understand what it's truly saying. 
right? Um, it's, it's easy sometimes for us to come to a church service or hear someone share about Jesus. And it's easy to see things with our minds and our, our own rationality. And it's even easy to judge, right, the atmosphere or what this person's saying or who this person is or judge mu- the music that's happening in a church or what's this pr- person doing when they're preaching, right? We evaluate and judge things with our earthly minds with what we see in the natural. But let me tell you, when the Holy Spirit comes and touches a life, he changes someone from the inside out. When the Holy Spirit does a work in someone, I mean, it is, you cannot deny it. It's a work of the Spirit. And when we read the Word of God, even the areas that we struggle to understand, we got to read them with our spirit, not with our flesh. Right? I mean, all scripture is God-breathed, it says in 2 Timothy 3.16, meaning the Spirit of God, the breath of God breathed into this scripture, right? I mean, think about this. The same Spirit that was breathed and gave us life, right, when we were born is the same Spirit of God that breathed in scripture. Therefore, when we don't understand it, we need to pray to the Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, help me to understand what you want to say. We need to say, Holy Spirit, help me to know who I should talk to right now, who I should text right now. Help me, Holy Spirit, to know how I can research this or understand it. Holy Spirit, help me to read the rest of the context around this area to understand. Or Holy Spirit, help me to to refer back or understand another section even of God's Word and what that says so that I can understand. Because God will speak to you through His Word, but it's through the Spirit, not through the flesh. And I mean, that's how we worship God. John 4.24 says God is spirit, so we worship God in spirit and truth, right? Not just with our lips. When we go to the Word of God, we read the Scripture with our spirit, not with our flesh. Because that which is flesh is just flesh, right? Nothing will be accomplished, but that which is spirit is spirit. Finally, let me encourage you to keep the main thing the main thing, right? Jesus spoke to Nicodemus in these parables, right? Nicodemus is questioning, God, I mean, Jesus, I don't understand, right? And Jesus saying, I'm even talking to you in earthly parables here. But then Jesus says this in John 14 and 15. Jesus says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. That's where Jesus then finally gets to. Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the son of man will be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Jesus comes back to the main thing, the most important truth of all, that he was going to be lifted up. He goes back to this familiar story. If you're wondering, what does it mean that Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness? He goes back to the story in Numbers 21. And again, Nicodemus being a Pharisee, he completely knows this story, studied this story, knows exactly where it is in the book of Numbers. And it tells this story about a time when the Israelites rebelled and complained against God. It tells a story about how God allowed and sent fiery, deadly serpents and started biting people. They were dying. People, you know, turned back to God, repented. God, forgive us. We complained. We sinned, right? God told Moses to take a serpent made of bronze, put it on a pole, and lift it up. And as the people looked to that serpent... Uh, bronze serpent on a pole that they would be healed. And it was a symbol of, of getting people's eyes back on God, this thing that was lifted up high. Look back to God, right? Uh, and Nicodemus, again, he knows the story and, and he understands it. And so Jesus then says, listen, here's the main thing. I am going to be lifted up, not on a pole, but I'm going to be lifted up on a cross to be crucified, right? Uh, I'm going to be lifted up in the same way that the people have sinned. You know, everyone has sinned, and I'm going to take their punishment that whoever believes in me has eternal life. Listen, I get it. There are some sections in scripture that are really difficult to understand, but can I encourage you? Keep the main thing 
the main thing, right? And that is God sent his son into the world for us, that he would be lifted up, that he would give his life for us, and most importantly, that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. Then Jesus shares the next verse, verse 16 in John 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. I, I almost think that it's, it's, it's Nicodemus, right, who keeps asking these questions, right, who comes to him that he doesn't understand, but he keeps asking, he keeps digging, and Jesus continues to come back to this main truth, the most important thing that Nicodemus needed to see, that God so loved the world. God loved the worst of sinners. God loved the most religious, right? God loves your neighbors. God loves the people at your workplace. God loves you on your worst day. God loves you on your best day, right? God loved you so much that he sent his son who was going to come on the cross and be lifted up so that we could be forgiven and ultimately so that we can have this thing eternal life it says it in verse 15 it says it in in 16 right and and so today as we wrap this up let me ask you a question how do we, how do we apply this word to our life how do we apply this story listen when you come to scripture that you struggle to understand don't get overwhelmed don't get discouraged don't look at this book and be like oh it's just too hard for me to get it no dig deep into it Press into it, right? But listen, um, as you dig, ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, please help me to understand the truth of this word. Come upon this word. And always keep the main thing the main thing. And let's even just do that today. What is the main thing, right? Listen, the main thing is have we believed in Jesus Christ? Someone today used the word confidence. I think it's a, a great um, synonym for believing, right? Um, do you have confidence that Jesus Christ came and died for you, that God sent his son to die for you. Do you have confidence in that? Listen, if you don't, today's a day that you can have eternal life, that you can believe and have confidence in what Jesus Christ has done. If you're listening today and you've already put your faith in Christ, can you have confidence today that you have eternal life? And listen, eternal life, listen, is not something just that's going to happen one day when we get to heaven and die. I believe that eternal life starts the day that we have salvation. That we have, eternal life means we have peace with God, right? Eternal life means we have peace with his plans for our life. Eternal life means we have peace even in the struggles we face. Listen, eternal life means we have peace with ourselves, right? We have peace with our disappointments, right? Because we have confidence that this peace of knowing God is even just a shadow of the ultimate peace that is to come when we are with him forever. Let's pray today. God, I thank you again for this time that we could have digging deep into your word. I thank you for just the story of, of a man named Nicodemus who struggled to understand, and yet Jesus kept sharing with him and, and ultimately came back to the main thing. And I pray that we would all keep your ultimate truth, main thing, what every other scripture is spoken about, which is Jesus, that you came to die for us. I pray we keep that the main thing always. I pray, Jesus, Lord, that if there's anyone who's listening right now, wherever they're at, driving in the car, at home, uh, mowing the lawn, whatever, I pray that if they do not know you, Lord, that today would be a day that they put their faith and their confidence in you and that we truly would have eternal life. Lord, you say, whoever believes and the Son of Man will have eternal life. And we put our faith in you today, and I, I ask, give us your peace. Give us your peace that we know that we are right with God, that you see us, and that we have an amazing hope stored up with, for us. God, so we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. Well, listen, thank you for joining us again today. If you've been encouraged by this podcast, please share it with somebody. Please pass it on. Please rate it. Please let us know in some way that encourages us to keep doing this. And remember, keep going deep into the bedrock of God's word. God bless you.